This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Hey there, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. I noticed somebody dumped a uh, old couch outside the Sick and Wrong studios. Which yeah. I always think is funny because I always wonder if it's like just laziness or like that one story that you did uh, previously, whether it's like homeless person bait, you know, to like either eat them or use them in some crazy insurance scheme. By offering them like some type of bed. Yeah. Regardless of if it's intentional, it is homeless person bait. When you see an old couch out in front of your place, when you come out the next morning, there's going to be some dirty homeless person Some fucking person homeless there. guy like totally passed out on there in his yeah. own urine. You know, you know what I don't understand? I saw that couch and someone put a sign saying free to good home or just free. Take it, you know, take it if you want it. But it's not even visible from the street. So what's the point? I, but you know, at the same time, it's like, why would I want your old fucking couch that you've with all your bodily fluids yeah. coating it, you know? You threw out because your drunkard friend shit all over it anyway. It's like you can keep your AIDS cushion because <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. And well, it, that's how I'm doing. And as if, like, the garbage men are going to come take that. It's not even near the garbage. No, it's going to sit there it's forever. by the stairs. Yeah, I noticed that. Lame. So uh, this is Podcast 31. We did uh, Podcast 30 last week, and it's Podcast 31, nothing uh, entirely special about this podcast. It's just kind of a regular podcast of uh, 31 of Sick and Wrong. It's just your good old home-cooked Podcast 31. Nothing yeah. fancy, and, but and satisfying. You know what's cool about it, too, is it's it's a relaxed podcast. We don't have, a, you know, we weren't bombarded with angry emails. We don't have a shitload of stuff to get to. Right. It's just kind of a relaxed home style sick and wrong the podcast in fact i'm taking a shit right now i'm yeah. so relaxed <laughs> it's just so relaxed your bowels just got my are just pants letting it off loose. and i'm just taking a shit in my chair it's a good thing you brought the toilet seat chair right that's a good thing yeah well that's so uh wackily i was uh reading in the news today actually a couple things caught my eye one on my way to work today i saw a great amputee bum he was in a wheelchair no legs and he was missing fingers and i was just looking at that guy and i'm just like you know that's one hapless fuck. Dude, if I miss, had yeah, money, but, but hang on a second. Missing fingers is not amputee. He was missing legs. Right, right. But you you pointed out that he was missing fingers. That that's not just that's a bonus. not relevant. I'm saying it's a bonus. All right, but it has nothing to do. Amputee is not missing fingers. You need like a full limb gone. But as if, you said, he had two legs gone. But that's what yeah. makes him an amputee. No, Sorry. I mean he was in. He had like two stumps, and I, I love when amputees wear shorts so you can actually see the ends of the stumps. Right. And, uh, yeah, and he was missing a couple fingers, too. And I was looking at the guy, and, I mean, his face was all, like, deranged and just kind of messed up. The guy was completely insane. But I was looking at that guy, and I'm thinking, you know what? If I were to, you know, if I were feeling altruistic, if I was feeling generous, I would give my money to that hapless fuck rather than that, you know, that bum over there that with all of his appendages intact. Like the 18-year-old bum who just got sick of his parents, dude. Or, or any of the other bums are just kind of sitting there with a sign, you know? It's just like, this guy really needs my money. Right. But, yeah, I, I just kind of... I didn't even give him the Rolling finger. Rolling his ass around I on a skateboard. Kept, I just kept walking. I was just like, you know, I don't even care. But, but if I were to care, that's who would get my money. Yeah. Which leads me into this uh, article that I found, which, I, which is it's actually like a complete tie-in here. It's a correlation. Wow, but, nice. <clears throat> so, um, this happened in uh, New Delhi, India. Doctors offer to maim beggars in a TV sting. 
So uh, three Indian doctors were caught on camera apparently agreeing to amputate the healthy limbs of beggars. And uh, they're going to be questioned by the Indian Medical Council. I guess secretly filmed footage taken by CNN and IBN, which I imagine is like the Indian news channel, um, <laughs> shows one of the doctors asking for 10,000 rupees, which is roughly about $215, to amputate a lower leg, leaving a stump that may draw sympathy and a few more rupees from uh, passersby. They're going to question these doctors? <laughs> like, well, did you use antistatic? Okay, come again. <laughs> No, I think what well, I think what they did here is they're doing one of those undercover operations, like undercover reporting. You know, like scam or flam. <laughs> is <laughs> this a flam. scam or is this flam? No, but what they're doing is they're going undercover, and they found these doctors that were just like, yeah, you know, we 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 will amputate that healthy limb so this guy will look that much more pathetic and make more rupees. Yeah, I just think it's funny that the medical association didn't definitively say we're going to put a stop to this. They they just say they're going to question these people, dude. It's the Indian Medical Council. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they don't really yeah, care. The IMA. And I just want to point out one thing: rupees is one of the funniest sounding currencies I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I also <laughs> I like <laughs> isn't it? I like any current. Not that the dollar is super strong. Like I think the euro is worth like three dollars now or something. But I like any currency that's like. One dollar will get you thirty thousand of them, like or something. pesos or yeah. something. <laughs> I, I just think, though, I mean, like pesetas, peso, dollar, pound. Those, those are kind of normal names. They're kind of cool, but rupee. What you about know, the? Kinda, it reminds me of the ruble. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. What about the Russian ruble? Which is also funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the doctor was like, "Yeah, so I will uh, cut off your, I'll cut off your limb, give you a stump for uh, ten thousand rupees, and then he also suggested chopping off." three fingers from the man's left hand you know just to make matters a little more worse you know dude, dude, just to make what, it was look that a little exact, that much that more that was pathetic. the exact guy you saw no no it's pretty I, close I, well no that's what that's what i was thinking this guy was probably missing two fingers all right but i saw this dude and i was thinking his you know, insurance wonder, would only pay for two <laughs> well i was thinking like i wonder if there are doctors in san francisco you know, for not rupees, but for dollars that we're amputating some of the healthy limbs off these crackheads. I think that would be quite frowned upon. But actually, that makes me think of this book that I read. I don't want to turn this into like the sick and wrong literary discussion book club or anything. Because yeah, I, wrong. <laughs> I think most of reading our, circle. I think most of our listeners are illiterate, anyways. But uh, <laughs> there's this great book from like '87 that was just one of those unknown books that never got very much or any, you know, you know, much circulation called Doctor Adder. Which is that's it's like set in like the near future L.A. Doctor Adder. Yeah, and I've, the I've heard of this. The Doctor Adder, the main. Well, he's one of the main characters. His whole profession is uh, creating these like amputee whores because in the future, like it's this new perversion that everybody's into, like these like amputated whores or you know blinded whores or or he even goes so far as to like create these like really weird mutilated vaginas that people are into. So you can like custom order. Like right, a right. Whore. Like really rich, some businessman will come to Doctor Adder or Paul McCartney or Paul McCartney <laughs> and bring like his you know favorite whore, and he'll pay to have her like surgically mutilated because like it turns him on. It's a great book. So by K W Jeter, and you could even get a mutilated vagina from this well, doctor. Well, even like you could even get like a vagina with like tentacles that come out and like grab your balls while you're fucking her. Dude, I'm gonna have to check this book out, yeah. Doctor Adder. Yeah, it was it, the reason it didn't get very wide public uh, publication was because it was considered too obscene, and this was in 1987, <laughs> which is pretty recent to be considered too obscene. So you guys know you'd like it. 
Yeah, dude. And Here's then a- uh, another funny point is K.W. Jeter. I, I love this book. It's a great book, but, you know, he went on to, like, an ignominious career uh, writing, like, sequels to, like, you know, uh, famous like you know star wars like like the ones that they didn't oh, make so, into movies that sort of thing so he's like a science fiction author that just kind of went on and did, went on to do and, like and do shitty shitty work <laughs> i wonder if he worked on star trek the original he might have no he'd be like more like the next generation <laughs> or like you know the novelization of the borg storyline or something like that I, i'm not following you okay sorry <laughs> let's move on <laughs> but no i can understand what you're saying here because these doctors are essentially doing the same thing they're modifying these beggars to make them more pathetic i don't think anybody's fucking the beggars though although you never know you, you never know i mean this is india i guess the the doctor that was caught on the sting explains how he can stitch up blood vessels in a healthy limb causing it to blacken with gangrene over a few days a prospective beggar can be booked into a doctor's office claiming to have had an accident and then have the amputation carried out without raising any eyebrows it's that simple you just come in here, we take off your limb, and you won't have to be burdened by that bothersome appendage. Step one, <laughs> amputation. Step two, uh, step three, profit. The station recorded him saying that, uh, believe me, if there are two beggars in front of you and one of them is lame, you'll give the money to the lame beggar. <laughs> Which is actually, that, that's my mentality exactly. It's true. I mean, I was thinking about that today when I saw that, uh, that, that lame bum. I mean, he was so lame. And I was thinking, you know, I would give money to that guy. I wonder if it'll be like, you know, with girls over here, especially in California, you know, you see a girl with a really nice rack, but then you're like, dude, that's so obviously fake. And then you're not really as turned on. I wonder if over there it'll be like, oh, man, I really feel feel bad for that guy with no legs. I'm going to give him some money. But then you'll be like, you know what? That's a fake amputation. Fuck that. I'm not giving him anything. Yeah, but how could you tell if it's a fake amputation? I mean, you're looking at the guy and you're like, well... I don't know. The stumps I mean, are too the, even. The stump is, <laughs> it's just they're done perfectly, too well. They're perfectly equal length stumps. I wonder if there's some beggars. No that way just is like, that natural. Yeah, but I wonder if there's some beggars that just have like you know one leg removed, and then there's the one guy that has like you know both his legs removed and his arms removed and a piece of his nose taken off, and he makes the most money. He's just a neck. <laughs> He's just a neck <laughs> with a little pot for they, money. They all aspire to be that. Yeah, I don't know. But no, seriously, I, I definitely, my, my sympathy would go towards that guy. I guess the uh, three doctors that were um, being investigated here will be summoned to appear before the committee, the Medical Council of India committee. And uh, if they're found guilty, they um, almost certainly would be permanently banned from practicing medical medicine in uh, India. I guess one of the doctors was like, this is a very painful situation for me as a member of the medical profession. This is the most uncivilized and butcher-like activity. It cannot be supported under any circumstances. The TV station actually sent a fake beggar along to see the doctor after hearing he offered amputations. And that's the meeting that was secretly filmed. So they threw in like a shill. I hate to go back to the fake tits thing, but... Okay, you know, these guys, they make more money because they do this. Why is this any different than some... Uh, like a porn star, a porn yeah. star has like her chest fucking sliced open and two bags of plastic jammed in there. They sew her back up and she makes more money and nobody looks down on that. Well, I think part of the reason is they're exploiting these beggars. I don't think this is voluntary for the most part. Okay. I mean, what, what, gotcha. the, what uh, CNN and IBM were saying, they're trying to expose the activities of a countrywide network of beggar mafia dons. Who beggar, exploit, beggar pimps. Yeah, beggar pimps who exploit the destitute, forcing beggars working in their 
their patch to hand over their arms and uh, maiming them to maximize revenue. Right. So it's like a business venture here. I guess I can see how that's morally reprehensible. If you think about it, these beggar mafia dons, if there is a hell, these guys have a special place re- reserved for them. Yeah. Well, they we, do hang out with dirty homeless people all day long. Well, you know, I, was already think, I was thinking about it. It's like, so they're exploiting the destitute. Didn't Mother Teresa do kind of along the same line? Okay, <laughs> moving on. Well, wasn't it very similar? What, what she I did? think we have to get on to the stories. <laughs> We're not even going to go there. I guess, uh, let, let me just finish this here. A beggar in New Delhi told the channel that uh, he had been tricked into going for a medical checkup on the promise of a job. He came around after injection to find one of his legs missing. Mm. So I guess they do these like secret surprise amputations too. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> So um, all in all, I, th- I think if you're going to go and get an operation in India, you got to watch out because you might wake up without a limb. With some dirty clothes on and a pan in your hand. But if you do see a beggar on the street missing limbs, give him a little. Give him a couple bucks. I'd say ask him how he lost his limb first, and he better give you a very credible story. Yeah, we can find out. Well, we got to move along here. Dude, I have such a great article. I've been waiting to get into this, like, for the past three days. I've been just kind of harboring this article because I know it's going to be good. But uh, let me give a quick recap of the show here. The way Sick and Wrong works, it's competition between me and uh, Mr. Wackerly. We find the most disturbing articles in the newspaper, current articles in the newspaper, and uh, we present them here on the show. The audience votes, Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com, and you decide who will win the case of beer for Podcast 31. So I believe last week you started. Right. Right. You had that article about the guy that shoved the cell, thro- cell phone down that girl's throat. So I guess um, I'm going to have to start the show here for uh, Podcast 31. Ohio man claims right to have sex with boys. Let me just start this off. Let me just preface this article saying I nominate the guy in here, the perpetrator, for the sickest fuck of the year award. Well, that remains to be seen. Let's hear about the article. It remains to be seen, but let me just start this by saying I nominate him as the sickest fuck of the year. So admitted, admitted pedophile says children can consent. This happened in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. It was probably not a defense that the uh, court had heard before. Apparently, this uh, admitted pedophile is on trial right now. And um, saying that children can consent, I don't think is going to be a very adequate defense. I I don't know if that's going to convince a jury. Um, Might just be me, but uh, I don't know. Doesn't sound very uh, sound. Yeah. A suburban Cleveland man accused of sexually assaulting nine disabled boys told a judge Wednesday. Why do they have to be disabled? (laughs) It's just like, sweet, dude. It's my trump card. Told a judge Wednesday that uh, his apartment was a religious sanctuary where smoking marijuana and having sex with children are sacred rituals protected by civil rights laws. It's part of his religion. (laughs) What fantasy world does this guy live in? Like pedophile Candyland or something where, where, where that's like law? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you can smoke weed and fuck disabled kids. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that, that's completely permitted here. It's, it's within the Constitution. It's his religion. 
it was, it's funny to me too that this that this guy it's like you know some people get high and they you know stare at their black light poster or, or watch, watch their anime lamp. yeah or, or check out anime or something this guy gets high and goes and fucks retarded boys are they retarded or are they like handicapped they're uh, both <laughs> they're oh, like God. autistic and retarded and then there's some handicapped kids too so the admitted pedophile offered a surprising defense this past Wednesday to get this, 74 charges of rape, drugs, and pandering obscenity to minors. Appearing in an, in an Ohio court for pretrial hearing, Philip Distasio, 34 years old, of Rocky River, Ohio, said he's a pedophile. He told the judge, I'm a pedophile. I've been a pedophile for over 20 years. And the only reason I'm charged with rape is that no one believes a child can consent to sex. The role of my ministry is to get these cases out of the courtrooms. <laughs> could you imagine? Rock on, dude. <laughs> could you imagine if you're the judge? He's kind of like Martin Luther King, you know, civil rights activist. He's just crusading, He's dude. Crusading. Pedophile crusader. He should have a march on the Washington Monument. I wonder if all the Nambla guys are like, yeah, come on, speak it, brother. Fight on, brother. So, uh, Distancio is a self-professed pagan friar. He's representing himself on 74 charges. He said he's the leader of a church called Arcadian Fields Ministries, and that some of his congregants are among the victims in this case. It, which is kind of funny that he's representing himself. Because, you know, I, I couldn't imagine any defense lawyer would be like, sweet, dude, this is the case that's going to make my career. Well, they would immediately just be like, uh, yeah, it's my client. It's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just don't even know. That's how why they... it's always great when people defend themselves because the people who always defend themselves are the insane ones, yet they'll never plead the insanity defense. Yeah, exactly. This guy is thinks he's completely sane, saying that children yeah. have, you know, can consent Whenever you to hear sex. somebody's going to defend themselves, it's just immediate uh, signal that it's going to be entertaining. I mean, trial. the dude thinks he's a minister. Yeah. Of like a church that you can smoke weed and have sex with like underage kids here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I could imagine just being his defense lawyer being like, okay, uh, 74 counts of child rape, drugs, and obscenity. I'm fresh out of ideas. What do you got? Oh, children can't consent to sex. All right, run with that. I'm going to be outside because I don't want my name anywhere near this. Right. So uh, the judge was like, if you want to challenge the law of Ohio, that's your right to do so. But we're going to follow the laws of Ohio in this courtroom. So you can challenge them. In your own little, with your own little fantasy pedophile world laws, but in the courtroom they're going to follow Ohio laws. So he's suggesting this guy run for some type of state senate <laughs> on this platform. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it'll work out for the guy from prison. So, so get this: the way, the reason why Distancia was arrested is because he wanted to write a blog for the Lakewood Library. I guess it's like a local library. Officials noticed something was awry with the blog and then notified Rocky River police. I imagine the blog had something to do with fucking retarded boys and smoking pot. Probably got a lot of hits. <laughs> <laughs> so Distasio was arrested on charges. He molested two disabled boys. He was tutoring at his home. He's also accused of raping seven other autistic children at a Cleveland school for special needs students. He prays on the weak. All but one of the boys was under 13 which carries a mandatory life in prison sentence if he is convicted. Which he I, most certainly will be, I would hope. I guess after he's arrested, they, uh, yeah, I should hope so. After, they, after he was arrested, uh, they searched his apartment and found 
numerous journals in which um, Destacio described his illegal activities in detail. Crazy people love to keep journals. They love to keep journals verbatim. Scrapbooks. I mean, yeah, every single detail is recorded here. I guess along with child pornography and videotapes of him engaging in sex with the disabled boys. Normally, when these things come up, I always want to see the video, but I just don't even <laughs> want to see that video. Yeah, on this one, I think I would probably just pass. If anybody has it, please do not send it in. I guess uh, Distancio told the courtroom, not all pedophilia is bad, and sex with boys can be very healthy, and it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see where he's going with this, like who, who he's going to convince. I don't know. The judge or the, the prosecutor claims that the defendant describes acts in which he had autistic children and he did what the prosecutor calls sadistic sexual acts with these children. I guess he ran a school from his apartment called Class Cutters. And according to his website, oh shit, I didn't even know he had a website. Wow. I'm going to have to do a search for that. We're oh, going to have to post it. On it's the, most uh, certainly taken down. It probably is. But if it isn't, we're going to have to post it on our site. I guess students and parents chose the curriculum in the school for their unique children. But uh, prosecutors said that the uh, school was little more than a trap that snared one victim and then another. It's good to know these parents are like really checking out like this guy is going to be tutoring their child. Like they, It sounds like they just drop him off and be like, God, thank God. I'll get rid of him for three hours or whatever. I, I, that's what it sounds like to me. It's just like, dude, this autistic kid is driving me fucking nuts. I'm going to let this petter ass just take care of him for a few hours. And then when he comes back, he'll be quiet. Hey, listen, parents, maybe you should check out his blog. <laughs> Google it. I guess uh, Distacio has a history of working with children dating back 10 years. So, yeah, parents weren't doing their research here. I guess not. Prosecutors said he could be sentenced to life in prison if convicted and both of us here at Sick and Wrong, I think, can uh, unanimously agree that, yeah, this guy should be convicted for life. And if you think about it, dude, this dude, if he goes to prison, is fucked. I mean, seriously, he's fucked. Literally. Yeah, he's literally fucked. He's probably fucked and murdered. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think the pedophile ministry is going to help him in prison when he goes no, in there and is like, yeah. listen, sex with boys is healthy. Yeah. And then uh, someone takes a shiv and just kind of, you know carves a new artery i think they'll be lining up with shivs to be the first one yeah i don't know so on the uh, sick and wrong scale man rapes did you know retarded boys repeatedly and thinks he's justified in doing so i'm gonna give him a 10 <laughs> <laughs> all right 9.8 9.8 all right have to concede that I don't know, dude. This guy is completely fucked. That's why I nominate him for the uh, sick fuck of the year. But um, yeah, on that note, I say uh, let, let's see if you can contend with this article here, Wackerly. Uh, I'm quite fine on my article, so I'll we'll give it my best shot. Uh, this week I have what I am going to call the story of Dog Holocaust. <laughs> I kind of like that. It sounds yeah. like a Slayer album or something. Yeah, right. We haven't done many animal cruelty stories lately. We it's did a lot a of we did a lot of them for like a streak early on, maybe, you know, podcast 12 through 16 or something like that. I, I don't know. We had the 
ferret fucker and the, oh yeah the, the cat guy that crusher the ferrets and, and yeah some other stuff and the puppy tosser remember that guy oh, yeah the puppy tosser there's yeah. a few podcasts back uh, so y- you might have the sickest guy in sick and wrong history but i definitely have the sickest animal cruelty story in all sick and wrong history so i'm hoping that okay i'm hoping that right. our listeners that are animal lovers will oh. be attracted to my story and vote for this one but anyways let me get on with it okay so you remember the kitten crusher right in china uh, that woman was she videotaped herself or somebody videotaped her, you know, with her high heel crushing kittens' heads, and then she put it on the internet. And she put it on the internet. Chinese yeah, I do people would that. masturbate to it or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, do they uh, have animal cruelty laws in China? Apparently, is not, there a because, PETA uh, for let me, China? Let me, this is a government-sanctioned uh, story here. Um, there's a county in southwestern China who, this past week, has killed as many as fifty thousand dogs in a government campaign. Ordered after three people died from rabies, uh, officials reported Tuesday. So three people were infected with rabies. So the government said, you know what? We're just going to kill all the dogs. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> Shut up, really? Yeah, the details are pretty sick and wrong on how they went about this. It was a five-day massacre in Yunnan province. How many dogs? 50,000. 50,000 dogs? Yeah, 50K. So everyone in that province that owned a dog... The uh, the the county only spared military guard dogs and police dogs, uh, said the local media. Um, so people would be walking their dogs. Dogs being walked were taken from their owners and beaten on the spot, just right in the street. <laughs> Jesus, dude. They had, like, dog patrols going out? Yeah. At night, the patrols would go out, and they'd make noise to get dogs in, like, backyards to bark. And then they would hear the barking, and then they would go into the backyard and beat that dog. <laughs> So wait, they had mallets, and they would just pound the dogs? Well, the funniest thing about this article, I got it in uh, the San Francisco Chronicle yeah, this website. this article's a crack-up. There are pi- <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess it's not funny. The mo- well, yeah, it's kind of funny it's to me. It's A-list material all the way. <laughs> but there's pictures of these dogs being beaten. Jesus, dude. So basically, in the pictures, they're using these big, long, like, pugil sticks, I guess you'd call it. Like but, nunchucks? Uh, here's another thing. So before the official culling began... Uh, the government officials would offer people 63 cents to kill your own dog. <laughs> 63 cents. Yeah, so let's say you have a dog, Fido, spots, urine-soaked, you know, fluff ball, Belial. I don't know you call it. So they would come to you and, be, and they would say, hey, I'll give you 63 cents if you kill that dog. And then you're like, no, I'm not going to kill my dog for 63 cents. And then they just kill it anyways. <laughs> so do they not know you that nothing. you can test a dog for rabies? This is the whole the whole point of this uh, story is they don't have the money to do that. It's just cheaper just to kill all the dogs. You, just to go through not and kill only, the dogs. Not only can you can you test for rabies, but you can vaccinate people for rabies. Or if somebody gets rabies, you can give them you know an antidote. Yeah, but can't you also tell whether or not? Aren't there signs? Well, that, yeah, that, they're that, foaming at the yeah, mouth. Yeah, I mean, there's signs that, that indicate a dog has rabies. Yeah. But yet the Chinese are just like, yeah, we're just going to go and pound your dog to death. And if you let us do it, we'll give you 63 cents. Yeah. But you don't really have a choice. If if you don't take the 63 cents, then they just kill your dog and they don't give you shit. That's communism for you. (laughs) The World Health Organization, World Health Organization, said more emphasis needed to be put on preservation. (laughs) Prevention. Sorry, not preservation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on prevention yeah. i love i love these world organizations that like are really like very wary of of saying anything that like 
offends any government in the world, no matter I, what the fuck they're doing. I just love how their bureaucracy is just futile. It doesn't help anyone. It's feckless. It's worthless. Yeah. So, um, uh, 360 people in this county's uh, 200,000 residents suffered dog bites this year. Um, and, you know, many of them got rabies. Uh, one of the rabies victims included a four-year-old girl. So I guess people were sympathetic to, you know, just the anti-dog propaganda. Okay, so there's the, the four-year-old girl was bitten. So let's right. just... I'm sure they put her picture up dying. In let's our... just have a dog holocaust. Yes, dog holocaust. The, there is one... Uh, they did get one uh, government official to say something, and he said, with the aim to keep this horrible disease from people, we decided to kill the dogs. <laughs> That's a great Chinese accent. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> so, so what I'm wondering here... Were there any families that were like, we're going to hide our dogs? Like, you know how, like, on Franck was hidden in that one house? So, like, did anyone try to do that? Well, we can only wait 20 years and see if any of those dogs write a book about their hiding, you know, inside <laughs> like an outhouse. Kept a diary. Yeah, in an outhouse, toilet, pit. But, but what I'm wondering is, like, did, did they try to smuggle the dogs out of the province or anything? I think it's out in the middle of nowhere. I think out of the province is, like, the wilderness. So, yeah, so they're pretty much just like, yeah, whatever, we'll get another dog. Sorry there, kid. Except where are you going to get the dog? All the, all the dogs that would <laughs> oh. make puppies are dead. Oh, yeah, so I guess there are just no dogs. I guess do people will start keeping, you know, chickens or something like well, that. Well, do you think the cats are, like, sweet? Probably. This makes life a little easier. Yeah. I wonder if they ate them. Yeah, actually, that was my next question. Like, Do they eat dogs in China? I think this article is way too PC to even talk about what happened to the carcasses. Although there is a picture, in, in addition to the picture of the three dudes beating the dog in the street, there is one of uh, a guy tossing a dog, dog carcass into what looks like a Chinese dump truck driving down the street. Uh, Did know, the dump truck say pets or meat? It's got Chinese writing on it, oh, dude. Okay. I don't know what the fuck it says. <laughs> I think it's probably Chinese writing for I'll, Burger King. I'll put the, <laughs> I'll put the pictures on the site, and if anybody can uh, read uh, Chinese crazy language, uh, maybe they can tell us what it says. Yeah, all of our Chinese fans, please, uh, yeah, please write in and uh, decipher this Moon Man language <laughs> on this truck. Chicken scratches. God, dude, that's pretty uh, fucking sick. I must admit, being a, uh, a you know a former dog owner myself. I would have been quite upset if someone was offering me 63 cents to uh, bludgeon my dog. I guess the question is, if you knew the dog was going to get murdered anyways, uh, do you, would you take the 63 cents and do it yourself? <laughs> lovingly, like old Yeller? Lovingly beat it to death? No, dude. I would, I would have tried to smuggle the dog out of the province. But the, the, the guy like with a disguise or something. The guy's standing there in front of you with his big, long dog-beating stick. It's like, wh are you going to beat him off and then run away with the dog? Or do you have some type of karate powers that I'm not aware of? No, I mean, I, I guess all the dogs in China must have been kind of fucked. Do you, did any of the other, like the people in Beijing or Hong Kong, were, I mean, did that even raise some eyebrows? Like, were they concerned? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of bullshit in this article about, you know, animal health or animal rights activists. So they are do have animal it. rights activists over there. Well, the entire wor world has heard about this now, so everybody's up in arms. But, you know, they're trying to keep rabies out of the population. Yeah, but I bet you there were a lot of dog burgers that week in uh, China. I don't, I don't think they eat burgers. It's Egg like, food it's dog. Like Mushu dog. <laughs> Mushu dog. Yeah, dude, on the sick and wrong scale for um, animal cruelty, that definitely uh, ranks pretty high. I think I'm going to have to give that maybe 8.4. I would give it an 8.9 and uh, leave it at that. 
Leave it at that. Okay, well, we invite the sick and wrong audience to vote as to which article was more horrendous or Come personally on, disturbing. Think of poor Fluffy. Your Think of pedophile pet. raping <laughs> retards. That's way worse. Yeah, but more people have dogs than have retards. Yeah, that's true. Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Please vote, people. We need more beer. So, uh, in conclusion here, we need to wrap up uh, Podcast 31. As usual, we tend to um, discuss listener email. A guy here from uh, Oklahoma who calls himself Oklahoma John. He sent in an article that uh, was current. Which I was kind of surprised. I actually almost did this article myself before I found uh, the pedophile article. I guess a couple, this happened in uh, Massachusetts, a couple is charged in home liposuction death. Awesome. Did you hear about this? I think I heard something about it, but I didn't really pay attention to the details. So um, a couple who authorities say performed liposuction in the basement of a home were charged Monday with practicing medicine without a license after a female patient died. So, uh, yeah, some fat chick came in there to get uh, the fat sucked out of her, and uh, <laughs> apparently she didn't want to go to a real doctor, so she paid some fake doctors to do it in their basement. Do you think they use one of those, like, Sears big uh, five-horsepower wet-dry shop bags? <laughs> <laughs> or one of those Dyson vacuum cleaners? I've invented a vacuum. I think they... It sucks fat like no other before. I bet you the guy made his wife kind of like, you know how people siphon gas with like a tube going in their mouth? Just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just man. sucking out the fat. <laughs> Some of that fat got in my mouth. I'm going to puke. So uh, Luis Carlos Ribeiro, 49 years old, a native Brazilian, and Ana Maria Miranda Ribeiro, also 49 years old, it's his wife, I assume, pled not guilty to the unauthorized practice of medicine and drug charges at their arraignment a couple days ago. I guess uh, Luis is ordered, was ordered held on $250,000 bail, and his wife was held on $50,000 bail. Both of them had to surrender their passports. And uh, ironically enough, just last week, Luis Ribeiro taped an interview for a local cable access television show warning people against seeking medical care from unlicensed professionals. Hypocrite. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that just ironic? I guess um, people were saying that the uh, former president of the Brazilian American Association in farming, farming in Massachusetts said that uh, Luis Ribeiro was one of the last people that he would think would do something like this. Um, the couple are accused of performing an illegal liposuction on Fabiola de Paula, 24-year-old fat chick, who died Sunday after being taken unconscious to a local hospital. Autopsy results will not be known for several days, and charges could be upgraded. I guess uh, Luis Ribeiro is a licensed doctor in Brazil, but he oh, has no license okay. to uh, practice medicine in uh, Massachusetts. Just a technicality. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, but you know what I don't understand is why does this guy, I mean, why, why do, how does this guy find patients? Like, do you think this woman sought this guy out? I mean, was he charging like 50 bucks for a liposuction? Is that why she went, went to him? Probably a Craigslist ad. 
No, I wonder if he. I wonder if he had an ad on Craigslist. I have, like I will perform home liposuction for you. I have two questions. My first question is: so if she died, do you think they were like halfway done? <laughs> so she's like in a casket embalmed, but like she's half fat, half skinny. The like the right half is skinny and the left half is fat. Do you think her family's gonna be like, well, it's a tragedy, but God, she looks so good on the right side. <laughs> My other question is. I assume they did this multiple times before. This probably wasn't the first time. And I wonder what they do with all the sucked out fat. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And what's funny to me, too, is I'm like, thinking uh, Menudo. <laughs> Not the group. The, uh, the group? <laughs> the hangover cure soup that is popular among, uh, I don't know if these people are Mexican, but I'm just stereotyping. You know what I bet she does? He probably keeps the fat and uh, puts them in breasts for breast implants. That's or, thrifty. Or you know how some girls like to get like the buttock implants? Who knows? You can take fat from one person and recycle the fat. I'd like to have my balls inflated. Yeah, yeah, that might work. Actually, you should probably see my brother about that. <laughs> but um, the surgeries perform- were performed on a massage table in the uh, basement of a local condominium. It kind of cracks me up that whenever you read about these home surgeries, it's always done in the basement. Yeah. Like it's never done like in the living room. It's never done in the bedroom. Well, it's always like, it's yeah, we're going to do this operation in the basement. It kind of makes a mess, I assume. Yeah, you, you know put what? plastic down. And- That's an understatement. I guess um, one of the police officers who uh, investigated the case here said there was a tremendous amount of blood protein on the floor in the basement in uh, that location. Protein? Menudo? <laughs> well, do you think blood protein is just another term of fat? I you know, have no another idea. term for fat plasma but I, I wonder like were they wearing like galoshes like were they wading through all this like blood what, what did they do just dump the fat on the floor i don't know i assume they sucked it into some type of garbage bags or yeah, something. but then why would there be blood protein all over the ground spray blowback <laughs> so uh two other women have come forward to say that they underwent medical procedures there as well and uh, one is hospitalized with an infection the uh, Ribeiros ran a cash-only business and kept no patient records. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that's surprising. And uh, one of the uh, investigators here thinks that the number may be quite large, the amount of uh, underground surgeries that might have taken place there. I guess uh, Farmingham, Massachusetts has about, is a town of about 67,000 people. It's about 20 miles west of Boston, and it's uh, home to an estimated 14,000 Brazilian immigrants. Fat ones. Yeah, well... Except for a couple who are skinny. Except for a couple that had this procedure done. I don't know, dude. I mean, I think doctors are kind of expensive. But if you if you could go for, like, a, a simple procedure to your friend who, you know, used to practice medicine in Mexico and was going to do it for, like, 20 bucks, would you do it? Probably. Like to get your tubes tied. <laughs> Probably. Vasectomy. <laughs> Just like, you know, uh, over-the-counter vasectomy. Hemorrhoid repair surgery. As long as it's in the basement, I have no problem. What happens in the basement stays in the stays basement. Stays in the basement, definitely. All right, well, that's about it for uh, Podcast 31. Make sure you stay tuned next week for uh, Podcast 32. We have a surprise coming up for you. And, uh, yeah, you'll have to stay tuned next week. And, uh, people, make sure you go vote. Podcast Alley. Um, they always tally up the votes at the beginning of the month. So, yeah, just go to Podcast Alley, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and, uh, yeah, give us a vote. Until next week, smell you later. Hey!